Dames en heren, goedemiddag. Uh, welkom bij deze Extended Q&A na het zien van deze film. Um, an extended Q&A which we will do in English and for which we need the director of the movie. So please give him a warm welcome, Stanley Nelson. Congratulations on your European premiere. Thank you so much. And um, after you, how many how many times have you seen it now? A few. A few. <laughs> um, so after seeing it so many times, is there anything that still sort of springs to mind, stands out, and an image, a quote, a story? Um, you know, I think the the things that stand out are, are you know how young the Panthers were. Um, that they were basically teenagers, um, that, um, you know, uh, how clearly the FBI went after the, the Panthers, and, you know, how the FBI documented it, that they, you know, right. were, that they put it all down on paper. Um, I think that's, that always stands out. And then the women's role was something that I wasn't really familiar with. Because that's, that's special. That's, that's uh, a new thing at the time. Women's carrying gun, women carrying guns and men doing the dishes, literally. <laughs> So, yeah, and it's not usually how, you know, the Panthers are portrayed or how we think about the Black Panthers. So, you know, that was new. And um, I think that, you know, the, the scene in the L.A. shootout where mm -hmm. Wayne Farr says he felt free, um, you know, when we first saw that, you know, we got back to the edit room and saw that, um, you know, it made everybody kind of, the hair stand up on everybody's right. necks. And we really knew that, you know, we had to try to get the audience uh, to that moment so that you, the audience would understand and feel the way that we did when we saw it. Now we're over 40 years on. You've spoken to pretty much everybody who was involved. Um, you start the movie with this analogy or this parable about blind people uh, yeah, sensing an elephant. Um, how do these people look back after 45 years? Was it something they did because they were in their early 20s? Was it something transformative or... I mean, I think for the, for, you know, everybody's different, obviously, mm -hmm. but I think that for the majority of people um, that we talked to, it was a, a transformative experience. Um, you know, uh, for some, they're still suffering. You know, others have kind of moved on and, are, and you know, are, are uh, you know, doing very different things. I think, you know, by and large, everybody has, has maintained some kind of a social commitment mm -hmm. and, and a bit of activism in, in what they do. But, you know, I think different people are, are, are doing different things. Right. I think there's a, a strange thing that, that you know, I, I didn't take a poll of Panthers, but I think the people who were younger, who, when, who were younger when they joined, kind of fared a little bit better, because by the, when the Panthers ended, they were still, you know, maybe teenagers or in their early, early 20s and could kind of move on. Some of the people who were, you know, 21, 22, and then by the time it was over with 27 and 28, I think, haven't really, it's been harder for them. Right, and um, the film opened in, in the United States to, to great praise, uh, rave reviews, but there was also criticism from some of the people involved. Um, does that go to show how alive it still is for them who were involved? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think for us, you know, going in, into the film, making the film, you know, we knew that there was no way that everybody would kind of agree on a history of the Black Panthers. Um, that's why I think we were very um, fortunate when uh, Erica Huggins tells us the story of the elephant and the blind man, because in a way it was kind of an out to say, you right. know, the pan there is no one Panther story. It depends on, you know, where you were and, and who you were at the time. So there's no one Panther story. Um, but, you know, we've had, I, we've probably screened the film, you know, for 400 Panthers or so at this point. I think we've got three or four who kind of object. And, you know, um, I think if you had told me going in that it would be like that, I would have said, great, let's just go ahead. So um, I think we're very happy. Right. Now, for the people who may not uh, know the early beginning, but um, it starts with the Panthers saying, okay, we're nonviolent protesters, but we do carry arms within the legal limits that there are. Um, why did the people were the people so attracted to this kind of nonviolent protest in uh, and not Martin Luther King's who, who was at the same time? Well, I mean, I, I, let's be clear. You know, the Panthers were not nonviolent. I mean, right. they, you know, they were carrying guns and, and and they were ready for violence. I think what they were saying is, if the police are violent, then we'll be violent right back. Right. But we have to defend ourselves. I think that you know, you're, you're talking about 1966, and one of the things that's really interesting. If you look at the kind of history of the United States, um, you know, we hadn't seen that kind of aggressive stance mm -hmm. from African Americans before that. This kind of, you know, in your face, you know, a thing that, 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 that we know so well from hip hop and other things today, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't common. So I think it was very attractive to black people, but also to white people, right. you know, so, so many white people were attracted to the Panthers because it was just a different way uh, of being and a different way of looking at the world. Right. Um, you say in your in your face violence. Um, William Calhoun, one of the speakers, says um, he describes scenes in the early 60s of police brutality, uh, black people getting dragged out of cars. Um, that's almost what we see exactly today as well. So, how do these people look at that? Well, I mean, I, I think that's one of the things that that's kind of helped to propel the film is, you know, we're, we're still in that same moment, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, in, in the United States, uh, you know, the police violence has become just so prominent and, and so such a relevant issue um, in the States today. So I think that the film has been received very differently, you know, now the film, we released the film in, in, uh, in the States in September. And I, and I think, you know, the way it's, it's, it's been received probably was very different from the way it would have been perceived mm -hmm. a year ago. Yeah. So I think that... In, that, what, way? In what way? Well, I mean, I, I think that, that, that most everybody can understand the film. You know, I was waiting when we screened... We, the film premiered at Sundance, and we were waiting for somebody... You know, our, our thought was that people were going to stand up and say, well, how could you say these things, good things about the Panthers? You know, they were, they were terrorists. But we haven't gotten not one person anywhere, and yeah. I've been to a lot of screenings, has, has said that, you know, because I think people understand in a different way you know, why um, the Panthers felt that it, there was a need to arm themselves to protect themselves and the black community from the police. And it goes back, you know, historically to African-Americans' relationship to the police in the United States. Right. Young people who are now in their 20s who probably have to deal with the same stuff these, these kids had to deal with. Um, did you talk to any of them? How, how do they view the movie? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that 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 we, that we did in in the United States as the film was released is we did a lot of screenings that that we would have kind of one on one mm -hmm. after the film 
uh, with with Black Lives Matter, a million hoodies, and we might also have a Panther, you know, on stage mm -hmm. and and talk and all talk about you know the the reaction to the film. I think you know the best thing that that, that I heard was Emery Douglas, who's the artist for the film, you know, said that, you know, um, young people should not try to use the Panthers as a blueprint. You know, they're not, this is not a model of what should be done today, but it can be an inspiration right. for what can be done right. today. And I think that's really important. I think that's how um, people are looking at the film. Right. Because what you see is the Black Panthers, they, they grow under the guidance of three charismatic leaders. Um, you said you have Black Lives Matters and one million hoodies nowadays. Um, is that something that's missing, charismatic leaders that can really unite? Well, I mean, my understanding is that, that one of the things that, that's being done with young people in the States, in Black Lives Matter especially, is to try to see how you have a leaderless movement, you know, mm -hmm. a, a movement that, that is not rely, relying from the, the top down. Um, and it might be a reaction to what happened to the Panthers, where when the when the leaders kind of faltered, the it, the movement faltered. So how do you how do you have a movement without it being you know centralized in in the leadership? Um, I'm not entirely convinced that that's possible, but we'll see. Right. Um, what is 40 years on? Um, what is the legacy of the Panthers? What what is the remaining thing they achieved? I mean, you know, I think that the, the Panthers, in, in, in a lot of ways, failed to achieve what, 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 they, what they wanted to achieve. Um, when we've been on stage with the Panthers, they don't like me to say that they failed. <laughs> you know, they like to say we were, we were defeated by, by the FBI. But I, I think that, you know, the inspiration of the Panthers is still with us. The, 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 the idea that young people can make change, the Panthers were so young. That we're sitting here, you know, in in in, uh, in Amsterdam, you know, in a theater, right on a Tuesday morning in terrible weather, talking about the Black Panthers. You know, that's I think in and of itself is an achievement. And I think you know, if you see the film, it's hopefully inspiring to young people to say, you know, we can make change. You know, this is uh, there's a great photo in the beginning of the film that I love, which is you know, it's it's Bobby Seale. Huey Newton, Big Man Howard, Little Bobby Hutton, and the Forte brothers. We use it in the film early on, and they're kind of standing in a yard. And at that point, you know, that's the total Black Panther Party. There's six people, you know, and here we are today still talking about them. So I think it's important that, that you know, young people take this and are, and are, and are inspired by, by the Panthers. I think that's what's important. Right. Um, we have to sort of broaden it up a little bit. Um, we're in the, the last year of President Obama's presidency, um, which, of course, was a historic election seven years ago. Um, he always uh, gives uh, the civil rights movement as his inspiration. Martin Luther quotes Dr. King a lot. Um, what does he, maybe for lack of a better word, what does he owe to the Black Panther movement? What does Obama owe to the Black Panther? No, the other way around. Does he, what, what, what did he, what did they do for him to become who he was? Well, I mean, you know, I think I think that the Black Panther movement has changed in some way the way African Americans can relate to the rest of the world. Again, you know, if you think about it, you never saw, you know, African Americans with this kind of aggressive stance, you know, with being able to, you know, put their finger in the face mm -hmm. of a white person and say, "No, this is this is what we feel." It's the whole attitude that's so uh, prevalent with hip hop. You know today, um, and and you know that 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 has changed. I think 
so much of who we are as African Americans. And some of that is owed to the Black Panthers. Um, Just one more thing. What happened to the FBI snitch in the end? Uh, William O'Neill, the guy who was uh, Fred Hampton's bodyguard, that interview was done almost 30 years ago for a, mm-hmm. a civil rights uh, series called Eyes on the Prize, and we obtained the the, uh, the footage from them. And the day before the segment with him was going to air, he uh, ran out into the highway and was hit by a truck um, and killed. And it was always been believed that it was suicide, you know, him knowing that this thing was going to be on TV the next day. Okay. Um, let's open it up to the room. If there are any questions, I see a lot of hands. Let's start in the beginning first. Yes, go ahead. Why is Angela Davis not in the film? Um, it's great you asked that question because that's a question we always get in the States, so it means that there's some continuity uh, <laughs> all over the world with the film. Angela Davis was not a member of the Black Panther Party. It's as simple as that. Angela Davis, um, uh, as she said to me, you know, a lot of my beliefs were aligned with the Panthers, but I was not a member of the Black Panther Party. This is a film about the Black Panther Party. It's not a film about black power in general. Um, There's also a a great film that came out three or four years ago on Angela Davis called uh, Free Angela and All Political Prisoners. So if you want to see Angela's story, I recommend you see that film. Next, yeah. Let me, let me uh, um, how are young people who are in the Black Lives Matters uh, movement now cognizant or aware of um, intelligence gathering the way it was done then and it's still going on now? Um, you know, I, I think they're very cognizant of it. I mean, you know, it's, it's just much, so much more sophisticated. And, and it's so sophisticated that who, who knows what actually they're, they're doing. Um, one of the first things we did when we finished the film was we had a free screening in, in Ferguson um, of the film. Uh, with Black Lives Matter and, and, and Panthers, you know, on stage together. And some of the Black Lives Matter people said that when they go home, there's drones, you know, like hovering over their, their houses and stuff. So, you know, they also they've been using, you know, facial recognition uh, software. So if you're, in a demonst- if you're just in a demonstration in the States, they can actually, you know, um, from cameras that are all around, they can take those images and, and actually, uh, you know, recognize who you are. And they actually, in, in New York... Um, when there were demonstrations, um, there was a, a little bit of uh, vandalism or something, and they actually, you know, recognized the people from facial recognition software, found out who they are, and arrested them. So I think, you know, um, people are understanding what's being done a little bit, but you know, it, who knows, you know, the, the, what even more sophisticated techniques they have. But I think that because of what happened to the Panthers and other groups since then, there is a recognition that, you know, there is, that you will be observed. Right. Would it and be, that stuff will be used. Would it be much harder to start anything like the Panthers in this day and age? No, I mean, I, I think, I think in, in the States we have a movement now, you know. I mean, I think that, that you know, one of the things that, that's been, been great about, you know, working with this film and traveling with the film is you really see young people, you know, uh, turning out and young mm-hmm. people who are really committed. So, so there is 
is a movement. I think in some ways, you know, it's it's easier to start because you know you have the whole social media piece. Right. You know, um, you know how do you how do you maintain and sustain a movement? Um, you know, and and also the Panthers. I think it's really important that that you know we understand that the Panthers were. Um, you know, came into being in the midst of other movements. Mm -hmm. So there was already a civil rights movement going on. There was already an anti-war movement going on. The women's movement had started. You know, so there were. So the Panthers, you know, um, you know, came uh, about as someone says in the very beginning of this film at what was a real revolutionary time, not only in the United States but all over the world. Right. So there was there was this thing. There was this thing that was already bubbling up that the Panthers could kind of you know jump into. Right. Next, anybody can see. In the, yeah, go ahead. It's the South, you mean it's a South African story, part of the Black Panther, right? Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Did, um, I kind of understand it. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if you're saying is there more to this film, this is the film. There's no more to this film, right. but but the Panthers. Do, do you mean the, are, were the Panthers inspired by what happened in South Africa, or the other way around? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was there something? Imp uh, the question is: Was there something that the Panthers did that imp impacted internationally. Uh, internationally? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I think that you know, in in South Africa, the Panthers were very, very influential there was actually a, uh, chapters of the black panthers in london um, there was there were black panther there's a black panther group in israel there's a black panther group in australia um, so um, you know, these were kind of all all mm -hmm. offshoots in, in their ways that that weren't directly connected to the panthers that's why we didn't cover them cuz there was not they, they weren't real chapters of the black panther party they were started black panther Pieces that were started in these separate countries. So, I mean, I, I think that that the uh, you know I think that the, the civil rights movement in general um, and the Black Panthers in particular, obviously, you know, um, really affected you know the the incredible movement in South Africa. In the film, there are a number of law enforcement uh, officers. Um, uh, they say the FBI sort of duped them into uh, coming into action. Um, how do they look back to this? Um, you know, I, I think that that's a question we get a lot. I mean, I think that, that the police officers in the film, you know, they, they tend not to be that reflective. I think the cops tend not to, you know, be the most reflective people. You know, they, they, they do their job, you know, and, and, and I think that they looked at that as that was their job at the time. Um, I think that as the guy, one of the things the guy says right before the L.A. shootout is, you know, that the Panthers, he says that his friend told him, don't be at the door. Because these are, mm -hmm. are are not thugs; they're shooters and fighters, and and you know, be careful. I think to to him that was kind of his begrudging, uh, uh, you know, saying that 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 the Panthers were almost their equals, and that's about the best you're right. going to get. So they were more than just an organization handing out breakfast to children. Yeah, and that, that they were more than thugs. That they were they they these were trained fighters who who truly believed in what they were doing, and and they were prepared, you know, in that house to fight to their death. <laughs>
Right. Anyway, yes, go ahead. Yeah. Could I please speak to my future project? I was going to end on that note, but uh, well, we're there. your next project. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, so I'm working on a film uh, on historic black colleges and universities in the United States, which have, you know, um, really changed the, uh, the African-American community in the United States. And then uh, next we're doing the, uh, uh, an international, hopefully, co-production. Uh, we're doing a film on the Atlantic slave trade and the business of the Atlantic slave trade and, and how... The, the business of the trade um, really set into motion so many things that, that, that we know today, you know, banking, uh, insurance, shipping, um, also great wealth for, for, for some people, but also it in some ways had changed the world and made, made uh, a lot of the world that we live in what it is. Um, so, you know, we are, we are looking for, for partners all over the world and, and um, of course here in, in Holland we'll, we'll be Part of the film. Yeah, you'll probably come back for that. <laughs> That's it. Anybody else? Somewhere in the back or... Um, let me... Oh, all the way in the back. Yes, go ahead. Did you look for FBI footage? FBI? Film footage. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of hard to get FBI footage. Um, you know, uh, yeah. It's, re it's really hard to get FBI footage. Um, you know, we, we try. We use the, all the documents we use of the FBI or what they had. Um, it's almost impossible to get FBI footage because they, unless you, you know, you know, you know, it's there, um, you know, you can't really get it. Because in the film you use this enormous wealth of pictures and sound and uh, how did you amass all that? Um, you know, I've done a number of historical films before this, so, mm -hmm. you know, we look at uh, footage and stills, and, and in this case, also the music, obviously, we really wanted to, you know, take you back to that time. We look at the footage and the stills and, and, and the documents also as, as being, you know, another character in the film. So, you know, we're looking for that. The film took about seven years to make, you know, um, three or four years in raising money, and, and uh, you know, I, I've talked to other filmmakers here, and that seems like it's you know, not exactly even a long time. It's kind of average so, <laughs> to, to make a film. So, um, you know, and, and through all that time, we're looking for, for footage and stills everywhere we possibly can. One of the great things about the Panthers is that they were kind of, they were sexy. You know, everybody, you know, wanted to photograph them. Nobody had ever seen anything like it. So there's, there was footage, um, you know, in France and Algeria, uh, you know, all over the world we found uh, uh, footage, but also, you know, a number of photographers who kind of embedded themselves in with the Panthers, who kind of, you know, just followed the Panthers and, and, and took, you know, incredible photos right. and, and stuff. So uh, we kind of looked everywhere. Right. Now, the whole story is still relatively recent. It's less than 50 years ago. Um, but still, there are, you end the movie saying there's 20 Panthers still in jail. Um, what are they still in jail for? And, and, and how long are they going to be in jail for? Um, a lot of the Panthers, you know, went, went to jail for, for murder, you know, because they were involved in these shootouts. Um, uh, a lot of them, you know, are, are, are in doing a lot of time in solitary confinement, you know, as Jamal Joseph said, you know, um, who's in the film, you know, when you do time as a political prisoner, you do hard time, you know, um, the guards are all kind of, you know, single you out, you do a lot of solitary We've done a lot of um, Q&As with a Panther named Eddie Conway, who just got out of jail uh, in Baltimore. He was in jail for 44 years. Um, you know, and it has to be understood that you know, so many of these guys and women were teenagers uh, so many times. They were set up so many times. They were 
you know, it was agents, uh, provocateurs who mm -hmm. kind of, you know, um, pushed them to do things that, that they did, you know, like William O'Neill. Um, and, uh, you know, it's time that they got out, you know, just for compassion. You right. know, there's a, a thing called the Jericho Movement. If you go to JerichoMovement.com, you can find out more information, which is trying to get people released. You know, people, these people are really elderly. I should also say that, you know, um, five, five people who are in the film have passed away since we shot the film. Um, and that's, you know, in the last two years. So, you know, five of the people, both of the guys who are in the, in the house in L.A. in the shootout, Wayne Farr.